You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The lights are out. The game is over. And we're ready to break it down. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up. On 95.7, the game. Chris Townsend, Matt Steinmetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson. It is Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. We talked about it last game, and the same thing holds true this game. Last game, it was four threes made by the Spurs. Tonight, it was just seven. You're not going to beat the Golden State Warriors going 7 for 33 from three-point range, basically 21%. You're just not. And the final is 110 to 97. We're taking your phone calls at 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. I think the thing with this game just got a little scary down the stretch. This guy started to drop like flies. Not just guys. Kevin Durant dropped. So that's my big concern, Steiny. Moving forward, I know he got off, walked to the locker room, but good God, we talked about injuries on the pregame. It's not something you want to see. Well, it didn't sound like Steve Kerr was that concerned about it. He said he was going to be okay. He didn't think it was going to be a long-term thing. But, Towney, you hit the nail on the head. How many times tonight did the Spurs have a shot at either cutting into the lead or bumping a lead up? And they just don't make enough shots. They just don't make enough shots. And and if you're playing a team other than the Warriors, uh, you, you may be able to get away with it, but not when you're playing the Warriors. You can't go 7 for 33 from three-point range. And it wasn't like they were all contested either. They were pretty good shots, but they just don't have enough players who can shoot it from distance. No, and, and I said it to everybody here in the studio earlier. I said, this thing's over, and everybody looks at you and goes, really? Yeah. They needed to come out and dominate the first half, the Spurs, if they were going to have this chance. And when you go in at halftime and you're not leading at halftime, knowing what type of team the Golden State Warriors are at half, think about this for a moment. I have a historic stat for you, but think about this. If I would have told everybody in that building in San Antonio tonight that the Warriors will be 1-for-11 from the three-point line in the first half, do you think you'd be leading or behind heading into the locker room? Um, behind. No, I'm saying the people of San Antonio. Oh, oh leading. Yes. You, I mean, if I tell everybody, hey, listen, the Warriors are only going to make one three in the oh, first we're half. we're 14. In a must-win game for San Antonio, and the reality is they were down. And when you're down to the Golden State Warriors at half, knowing what kind of third-quarter slash second-half team they are, and they've only made one and you're still down, you're done. Yeah, and... You know, it's basketball, and the Warriors are better than the San Antonio Spurs. And with the circumstances today, with the emotion, the Spurs coming out, and if you couldn't get off to a good start, which they didn't, Townie, at what point do you say, we just can't beat them? We got to tip our cap. We got one more game left, and this series is over. And the Warriors went out and exercised all their demons. Tiny, I don't even think there was a scare that they thought they would lose this game. Well, I thought the I thought the Spurs did everything they needed to do in the first quarter. They again, they just don't make shots. They should have been up 
six, eight points at the end of the first quarter, but instead they were down because they're just not as good of an offensive team as they need to be. Defensively, they're obviously better uh, at that end of the court than they are offensively, but even still, they've allowed the Warriors to shoot 50% in this series, and tonight, by and large, a 51% night from the field. And while they only shot 31%, from three-point range, the most important thing is they go nine for twenty-one from beyond the arc in the third in the second half. So that's that's the ball game right there. The number is triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. That's triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Warriors with the win, one ten to ninety-seven. We want to hear from you here on Warriors wrap up. How about this, guys? And for all you Warrior fans, this is a little something for the water cooler tomorrow. Warriors are the first team. In NBA history, to go 19 and one in a 20 game playoff stretch, Townie, 19 and one. Townie, you know how I feel about contrived, concocted, made up statistics. Uh-oh. That's why I bring them up. Well, Guru, you can talk about it. I mean, no. Well, pick a random number. That's basically what somebody does. Pick a random number. And call it the most of all. Okay, great. What's the number? 19? They've gone 19 and 1 in the last <laughs> okay. 20 games. It's never happened before in the history of the NBA and the playoffs, counting the finals. And this is why you brought in Kevin Durant to what you you already had a lethal team, a lethal team that had a ring. You bring in Kevin Durant, you get one last year, and by all accounts, it looks like you're on the right, the fast track uh, to get back to the finals. We'll see. But right now, this is no fluke. Townie, this is that we're looking at the, one of the best, if not the most lethal teams ever to, to lace them up. And without their superstar, they're going out and backing it up. And they're four quarters away from sweeping the Spurs and putting them out their misery. Because that's what they look like tonight. To be honest, the Spurs are miserable. Oh, the Spurs are done. I mean, this is this is the end of the line. You guys have a lot of disrespect for a team that's made the postseason 21 straight years. Well, there's always an Put ending. them out of their misery. There's, the Spurs are miserable. Tell them, Townie, there's always okay. an ending. There's always ending. an ending. Okay, guys. All right. No, that's – I mean – If you want to bring all the 30-plus-year-olds slash 40-year-olds – You should respect your elders. Respect your Well, that's why I respect you. Uh, I have another one for you. Ginobili, Parker, He's 40. He's done. That's why you got to respect him. Parker's done. These guys are done. Parker was pretty good tonight. Not good enough. He's been pitching knuckleballs up to the the hoop. He was 6 for 12 from the floor. That's 50%. You take that any day of the week. How about the other two games? He struggled. No show. And 0 for 2 from 3. He's not not a no show. He's a no show. You know what, Tony? You're a no-show. <laughs> it's, he's not a no-show if you have a bad game. He had a bad game. He's okay. just not a factor. How about this one for you, then, Steiny? Yes. Steve Kerr becomes the fastest coach to win 50 playoff games in the fewest amount of games. He did it in 65 games. Johnny Kundla. 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 Who's Johnny Kundla? He's a coach from way back in the... Uh, early days of the association. The associ- around the association. Yes. So uh, Kunla and yes. Phil Jackson, they won their 50th playoff game in 67 contests. 67 contests. The Golden State Warriors and Steve Kerr, he gets win number 50 in game number 65. That's impressive, and that's a legitimate stat. That means he's 50 and 15 in the postseason. And if you have a 500 record in the postseason, you're pretty good. 
because that means you're advancing at least some every year on average. So the fact that he's 50 and 15 is just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, and it shows he's got a great co- uh, great team to coach. Yeah, and when you say Phil Jackson, I think of Kobe and Shaq, Michael and Scotty. Steve Kerr is doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing with this cast of characters. And I don't want to go negative and bring up uh, 2016, but we could be talking about a team oh, that won three straight, and this could be Why the grand slam. Why because it's that? reality. This, no, it's my not point reality. Is, Donnie, this is just how Tally. good this, is, this if team is. If the Warriors would have won it two years ago, they wouldn't have gotten Durant. And so I you can can't argue, just say three straight okay, titles and fair. this would have been four. But How I would they argue they didn't need Durant. Durant? They won one without Durant. That's the beauty of what I'm saying. No, there's, there's no, no need for Durant. No, you don't. They they don't assume they could have won three in a row. You could say they blew that one in the two years ago. If they don't blow the one two years ago, they don't have to rant. And then this year's team doesn't even resemble. So are this you year's telling team. me they, they're not as that team that won? I'm telling you they didn't that, win three in a row. Three, don't even say they did. They, they were good enough to where Durant wasn't. He wasn't even a part of the equation. They were that great without Durant. That's my point. They didn't win it without Durant well, the year before well, he came. They were up three one. They know w- and, and they wouldn't have won it without Durant the following year. He we was the MVP. Now, now that's speculation. He was the MVP in the finals. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you gotta you gotta let that 2016 go. You can never let it go. <laughs> they let it go. It speaks Draymond to how great this go. team is. I get you with Durant and Katie's ball in townie, but with Durant, without Durant, this team is badass. They're pretty good. 73 I think wins. They can compete Durant a wasn't a part of that team. By the way, the number is 888-957-9570. I love this text on the PinskyAutosales.com text line. If Dandy Don, if Don Meredith was still alive, he'd be singing, Uh-oh. Turn out the lights, the party's over, which he used to do on Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the game on Sunday, though. I mean, we're going we're gonna to hear from Steve Kerr in a little bit. When you've got a 3-0 cushion... And you got a couple guys that go down. You know, I don't know how Durant is right now. I don't know how Sean Livingston is. We heard on television from Steve Kerr. You're going to hear it here on 95.7, the home of the Golden State Warriors, that actually Sean Livingston's was worse than Kevin Durant's. But if guys are banged up, I mean, is this one of those deals where we don't see some of these guys on Sunday? I think it's possible. Uh, I think I think it's very possible. Why would you take a chance? Uh, the game's in San Antonio. you got to go back to the Bay Area anyway. Whether you play game five or not, to me, isn't the be-all and end-all. You don't want to get cute and give away a game, but the bottom line is if Kevin Durant's got a sprained ankle, he shouldn't play on Sunday. just shouldn't play. And if it's something that's more serious than that, well, that's a bigger issue. But if Kevin Durant is feeling any pain in the ankle, or even Livingston for that matter, they shouldn't play on Sunday. Who's to say they can't win the game anyway? No doubt. They can't shoot. They can't get the ball in the hoop. And, that, I mean, as great as their run has been, I mean, you watch it and you just you, you just watch these games and you just think, and I mentioned this after the last post game. this to me is like a, um, 
one of those old school tune-up fights for a heavyweight where he just wants to get in there. It's a two seed versus a seven seed. You, you remember the old heavyweights always used to want to get in, go about four or five rounds, break a sweat. They get hit a little bit, and then they and then and then by the fifth round, okay, it's time to knock this guy Nothing out. Nothing to worry about. Yeah, that's what it feels like. This feels just like a tune-up fight. And again, we got one more round of a tune-up fight, and that'll be Sunday with Durant, without uh, Livingston. I still think they could get it done. Uh, it would be more spectacular if they could kind of close the Spurs out if one of these two had to miss. But you got to think about the big picture, and that's the next round. We don't know Curry's status, and if you know KD is somewhat gimpy, I would be on the side to air, you know, air with cautions. Yeah, I, I just. I don't know what to say to give San Antonio a shot. A shot at a game or a shot at the series? It's not a series, no. A shot at the game. No one's come back from 3-0. No, no one's ever come back from 3-0. But, again, here's where pride comes in. People don't don't forget last year the Warriors were up 3-0 on Cleveland, and Cleveland won game four, even though a lot of people at that time were saying, oh, well, they have nothing to play for. They don't want to go back to the Bay Area. Cleveland doesn't want to go back to the Bay Area for a game five. And if you remember, they blew the Warriors out in Game Four. Teams up three zero in a series are a hundred and twenty seven and zero. Yeah, yeah, never been done. Well, I don't think it was done in baseball until the Red Sox did it to the Yankees. Right? Correct. You yeah. are right. Yeah. And then we've seen it a couple times in hockey. Of course, the right. LA Kings did it to the uh, to the Sharks. Hate to bring that up, Sharks fans. But yeah, I mean, you get to a point to where you've lost three games, and these games really haven't been close. You're driving home tonight and you're a San Antonio Spur. What are you thinking? You know, it's funny. They've it's it's gonna sound illogical, but the games have been more competitive than the scores indicated. In other words, the, the Spurs have played pretty well in this series. They just cannot score enough. So if they had a couple players who could make some shots, this series would have looked uh even closer. But you're right, every game they've won by double digits, and every game we see the Spurs miss plenty of shots on the offensive end. A lot of that has to do with the Warriors' defense. The Warriors came out in the series and played good defense uh, from the get-go in Game 1. But I don't know. I mean, the, the, the Spurs, they know they were shorthanded coming into this series. They knew they had a talent deficiency. And it's just all really playing out. I think I don't think there's anybody surprised at what's going on here, with the possible exception of Earl Watson. He might be surprised. He's the one who called the Spurs winning this series. Yeah, that, that looks good. You call that a freezing cold take. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. That's triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. You probably have seen it. Everybody is putting it out there right now. And we're going to get to your phone calls at triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Steph Curry. It could take the full six weeks, and if it does, the MCL sprain, that would push his return past the start of the second round. I don't think that's a huge story. I really don't. From the initial injury, they said they were going to reevaluate in three weeks. They reevaluated in three weeks. Then they said they're going to come back a, a week later and look at it. Look, he... he the first evaluation after three weeks, they weren't going to throw him out that night. Steve Kerr's never said anything other than there's no way he plays in round one. Well, he was saying there's no way he plays in round one before Steve Kerr ever knew they might sweep the series. 
I mean, when Steve Kerr said there's no way he plays in game one, I mean, in uh, the first series, he was probably allowing for a six or seven game series. So that makes sense. And even, even still, six weeks is still within the normal range of an MCL grade two. So I don't – anybody who's kind of getting ahead of themselves and thinking Curry might play in the first round, I, that information wasn't coming from anywhere. It was just coming from hope, really. Yeah, there was that belief, Guru, that if this series goes long and the Warriors might be in a little bit of trouble, Steph could play, and this basically is telling us – Whoever thought that, said that, wrote that, could it couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah, and now you look at the Pelicans and what they're doing. They, they're up 3-0 on their opponent, and they came in here on a Saturday national TV without Steph Curry and beat the Warriors in their own building. Why I'm a little nervous, if you don't get Steph back for game one or two against a Pelican team that would come here to start that series, I think the psychological edge goes to the Pelicans without Steph Curry suiting up, and they'll look around the locker room and say, hey, we did this. We can do it. We got Anthony Davis. We got a lot of guys clicking and playing. No sprained ankles. This this is not good news to me about Steph Curry's prognosis if this tends to uh, be the fact where he doesn't play game one or two, Stani. He might it's not, not okay. But it's not un but it's not a surprise. It's not a surprise. We should have expected it. it, it it's falling right in the normal range that we knew. You just people want him back earlier than, than was reality. They, of course they do. Yeah. Of course they do, but why would you do that? I mean, this is a guy who's going to be on on your team for the next five years. He's the best player on your team. He's the franchise. You, you don't want to do something stupid. In fact, why not err on the side of caution? They can they can survive without him. They've survived without him in the postseason before. They can survive without anybody. For I mean, little, they, for a little yeah, bit, they've yeah, won. No doubt. They've won without Draymond. They've won without KD. They've won without Steph. They've won without Steve Kerr. I mean, there's a, if one guy is out, but everybody else, whether it's the coach or whatever player, they still have the firepower all the way around to be able to still win. All right, triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. We're going to hear from Steve Kerr and take your phone calls after the Warriors take down the San Antonio Spurs in Game Three, one ten to ninety seven. You're listening to Warriors Wrap Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. We are here till midnight. We'll be taking your phone calls at 888-957-9570. Chris Townsend, Matt Steinmetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson. And let me tell you something. I wanted to get out of here at like 11. Steiny says we're going to midnight. 888-957-9570. Let's hear from Steve Kerr brought to you by Farah. Check out Farah.com. And discover a new way to sell your home that's completely free for sellers. First question to him was about an update on the ankles of KD and Sean Livingston. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to be okay. Um, Sean's was probably a little worse than Kevin's. Uh, both sprained ankles. But I think they'll be all right. What was obviously the three point shooting was the difference with the first and second half numbers? What helped tilt the scale when you look at that category? I think we, uh, our defense just um, consistently over the game was the difference. You know, neither team shot it that well from three, obviously. Uh, you know, and they missed some that, that they probably would normally make. Uh, but I think over the course of 
the, the, the game, our defense was excellent. And um, that's that's the main difference. Because if we can defend and get stops, obviously we've got a lot of guys who can get out and transition and score. Steve, any concern on the first half kind of playing with the Spurs pace again and not being able to sort of dictate the terms of, of this game? No, I mean, it's a playoff game. We're on the road. We're not going to be able to dictate, you know, the entire game. And um, so this was about, you know, what I expected first half. Um, you know, they were uh, getting after us like they did in game two. And we, we stayed with it. We had some bursts. And uh, as I said, uh, the whole point is just take care of the ball and defend over 48 minutes and, and um, things should work out. Now it's time to hear from you at 888-957-9570. From the fans is brought to you by Nations Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real. Make it Nations. Plus, Nations has great desserts, by the way. Pies. Fat great pies. Let's go to Gene in Oakland. Lead us off here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, fellas. Thanks for taking my call. So the uh, the Dubs convinced me tonight that barring injuries to uh, particularly their, you know, their front-line players, they will, I repeat, will win their third championship this year. They are uh, they're showing us that, you know, up against, keep in mind, this is the best the best defensive team in the West, which means they're probably the best defensive team in the NBA, and they're scoring at will pretty much on them. Uh, they can't stop us. Nobody else can. Meanwhile, we're playing a stifling defense, and uh, I don't see anything standing in our way, even, even, even if Curry does not show up for the uh, conference finals or, for that matter, for the uh, finals themselves. So you think the Warriors can beat the Rockets without Curry? Yes, absolutely. I don't know. I do. Hopefully the Warriors won't have to figure that out. You do? Yeah. They can't beat the Rockets without us. Oh, they cannot. Gotcha. I don't know. Hopefully the Warriors won't have to find that out. I do know that I, I do agree with Gene that the Spurs are a good defensive team. The Warriors are scoring off them. Uh, and the stifling defense that the Warriors are playing, I'm going to need to see that against another team, somebody other than the Spurs. Because the Spurs aren't the offensive team that New Orleans is, and they're certainly not the offensive team that Houston is. How much would Kawhi even make a difference in this series? I mean, obviously he's going to make a difference, but... A lot. Are the Warriors not 3-0 right now if Kawhi Leonard was in the series? I could see the Spurs have won, having won a game. If, assuming Curry's not playing, too, right? Is Curry still out? Curry's out. Curry's out, but Kawhi's in? I think it's a different series. No doubt. Kawhi is... What, 2-1? Yeah, I could see that. Maybe 1-2 them? You, I don't you know. Don't know? Yeah, they I don't were up know 25 that. last I, time. I don't know. They played, and he uh, took part in the playoff game here at Oracle. Up 25. He makes everybody else better. And he's a guy that can score. And everybody else becomes Robin. But a good Robin to where they know who the leader on the court is, offensively and defensively. It's a shame he's not playing. A shame. No doubt about it. You know, like Steph Curry is there rehabbing and with his teammates. To not have your teammate there. Wasn't in the house tonight again. It's because he's trying to rehab, trying to get back for game four. Let's go to TJ in San Mateo. Go ahead, TJ. Hey, how you going? How you doing, fellas? Good. So, I think that we're playing the ropey dope, and I think it's a good thing. Steph is is they're playing it slow, so Steph can get his rest. We're going 
now. We're going to sweep them. We're going to go to Rondo. looks good, but they are not going to have enough because Steph's going to come in. I'm thinking like the second or third game in the series. We've already got them down three to Sorry about your phone. That wasn't good. No. <laughs> trying to listen, trying to figure out. Call back, TJ. We'll get you on. 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. Highest scoring average in postseason NBA history. Number one is Michael Jordan at 33.4. Number two, Allen Iverson at 29.7. Number three, Jerry West, 29.1. And number four on that list, Kevin Durant at 28.7. And what did he have tonight? He had Kevin Durant at 26. He's fourth all-time. Steph Curry, I mean, look at the names. LeBron James, Elgin Baylor, George Gervin, the Iceman, and then Steph Curry at number eight at 26.2. None of those things surprise me, except that Wilt's not on there. I would have thought Wilt would have been on there, even if he didn't play as well in the postseason. That may just be in the modern era. It just says highest scoring average in postseason in NBA history. And Jordan, the only one in the 30s. Damn. I mean, by a lot. I mean, Allen Iverson's 29%, but he's 33.4. Steiny. When it was go time, he showed up. It's going to be interesting to see how the Spurs come out on Sunday and whether Popovich coaches or not, too. What do you think, Towny? You think he'll coach? I think with the loss today, no, he won't. You think the loss or a loss or win kind of impacts him one way or the other? If it was me, it would have. Really? Because now, you know, now you're down 3-0. Now you think the, the series is going to be over. And is it better to continue the healing with my kids and my grandkids? I don't know. Maybe he shows up. I mean, just I would just if there was something that you really will we're still playing for, right? I, Popovich knows. I mean, listening to him after the games, he knows they yeah, he they knows. they don't have the ability. They just they, they they cannot stick with the Golden State Warriors. So that's why I wouldn't be shocked. I would like to see him out there because you want to you want to see you want to beat the you want to beat the best when they have their best. Yeah, and what message would I think he would send a great message if he if he could just escape from what's going on for three hours, come to the sidelines regardless if they're up or down three zero, and just send a message to his you know to his team how committed he is and to the basketball world that is not about us advancing. I'm just coming to, you know, finish what we all started as a team back in training camp. Let's go to Manuel in Dublin. Welcome to 95.7. Hey, guys, man. I really enjoy the show, man. You know, I, I think the biggest mistake uh, the station on the other side of the dial made was letting go of the Warriors, man. How about timing for you guys, man? It's one of the – you can't get enough of this basketball talk, man. I think it's, it's awesome. Hey, uh, Guru, man, I know you be balling. I hear you be grouping at lunchtime and stuff. You have a phobia playing in low tops. I mean, I, I know guys are going to twist his ankles. Um, Livingston twisted his ankle in some high tops. I, I, I play. I, I don't play in, in KD shoes, even though I'm an old timer. But um, what do you think about low tops versus high tops? Do you think that ever factor in when you're looking at those ankle sprays? I can't even watch them anymore now. What's your thoughts? And then I also want to, what you guys think about uh, Rondo, man? I mean, 
when Rondo was with Chicago a couple of years, he was balling out. And um, he kind of that's my concern if we get that matchup next next um, couple another week from now or so. Yeah, I don't have the uh, the scientific uh, information in regard to low tops or high tops, but I do play uh, for the people that care uh, in a pair of KDs right now. And what we saw tonight, Stiney, that could happen in high tops, low tops. It was a fluke. Kevin Durant hasn't had any ankle injuries this year. Livingston either. Things are going to happen. Unfortunately, it keeps happening to the Golden State Warriors. And Rondo is balling. And just real quick about Rondo, how he can run a team in the playoffs. The eighth-seeded Chicago Bulls were up on the number one seed Boston Celtics 2-0 last year. They won two games in Boston. He broke his hand, went out, they lost the series. So my point to Warrior fans is don't sleep on Rondo. Hey, what uh, what shoes do you wear? KD's. I could not care less. Thank you, Rick Barry. Well, the guy called in and asked. I could not care less. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you still can't dunk. You haven't proven you can dunk. Dunk is only two points. But you at one point said you had the ability to still dunk. Well, let's get out there and together. I, and I, and I doubt got it. a court. We can go and I'll, I'll, I'll do something. Steiny, Steiny's not going to let you on. you got to prove your way. you got to earn your stripes to get on Steiny's court. How'd you get on there? We'd been drinking. No. <laughs> well, there it is. It was after the parade. Yeah, I remember. God, we how many different, different different spots did we hit? I was the pop of it's four completely or five. working that day. We remember you were done working. No, remember the biggest mistake we made that day was not bringing sunscreen. That, that was, was a, and water. That was a bad move. That you know what we we would now know better when the Warriors win the title again and we do the uh, parade at Lake Mary. I don't have that. Problem. Well, they better win it because I want to have the sunscreen this year. And the water. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. We'll continue with your phone calls. The Warriors up three nothing on the San Antonio Spurs with a one ten ninety seven victory. You are listening to Warriors wrap up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Parker with the ball. Off the pick. You can feel it right now. Moving on Draymond. Hand fake. Off the dribble. Backs up. Draymond's got a pass. Blocked by Draymond. Stolen by Livingston. Three on two. Touch pass over. Livingston catches it. Dunks coming down the middle. Well, Draymond Green's not one that you want to make a move on unless you're absolutely sure. Reigning defensive player of the year. We've just been coming out with a defensive mindset, knowing that we got to get stops. Uh, try to take this team out of their sets and know what they're comfortable doing. Uh, we've been flying around on that side of the ball, and that's what's been getting it done for us. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Just not good news for the Spurs or the Trailblazers. 127 teams have fallen behind 3-0 in the best-of-seven NBA playoff series. All 127 lost the series. History is not on their side. 888-957-9570. Before we get to your phone calls, it's time for the play of the game. Brought to you by American Express. Proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. Durant bounce past Draymond. Good fake. Right by Aldridge. To the rim with the right hand. Draymond Green with a beautiful fake. Looked like he was going to hand it back to KD and everybody in the building thought he was going to do so. And then spun to his left and slammed it down. There you go. All right, let's go to uh, Charlie in New York. Charlie, welcome to 95.7. 
Hey, good evening, fellas. How are you? Uh, I just wanted to let some of the Warriors fans who had called previously to slow down a little about this. Uh, they're pl- they need to remember that they're playing a Spurs team that's depleted of talent, in my opinion. They're the perfect blend of old players, unproven players, and role players. And they have one star in, in Aldrich. They're, 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 the Warriors look great. They're playing well. But the, the Pelicans is going to be a tough, tough match. I mean, I, you know, if Curry is going to miss the first couple of games, I don't want to be going down to New Orleans 1-1, especially the way the Pelicans are playing. So I think uh, Warrior fans just hold their horses a little. They're playing the, per- the perfect team for the first round. But uh, and their defense is great, but they're they're playing a team that really can't score outside of Aldridge. In my even at home, the role players who are usually supposed to, as Barkley Charles Barkley said, they're usually supposed to step up at home. Tonight they didn't really step up. So just the slower your horses were in, were in the right direction, but I think there's still a lot of room for improvement. Anyway, good night, fellas. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with them. I think we we have a tendency to. Uh... Declare series over too soon and declare teams that look good in the first round the NBA champions, and we'll see. I mean, I again, I still think the Warriors are the favorites, but the Pelicans, if that's who it is, they're gonna they're gonna be a much more formidable opponent than the San Antonio Spurs. There's there's just no doubt about that, and. At this juncture, it's fair for me to say, and it's the truth, Tally, that they're the most healthiest team between the Golden State Warriors. We don't know what you know what Steph's prognosis is. Uh, two guys went down today. It, I know Kerr said uh, no big deal; they'll be there. But man, those look—they didn't look too good. Those turned ankles from Livingston and KD. How about Anthony Davis? He's the fifth player in the past fifty seasons. To average 30 points in his first seven playoff games. Joining, how about this list? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Bob McAdoo. Pretty damn good list, huh? That is a good list. That's a real good list. Bob McAdoo is a great player. Let's go to Randy in Morgan Hill. Good evening, Randy. Hey, guys. Um... Somebody mentioned Don Meredith and uh, brought back brought back memories of uh, somebody in the uh, in the stands uh, raising up their middle finger, and Dandy Don said, "They're number one in the nation," and uh, the Warriors are number one in the nation. I think with their with their revised defensive intensity and uh, the chemistry on this team, it's just. It's just amazing. They're, you know, the veterans West and and uh, Livingston and Iguodala are playing at a high level. And, uh, I, I, you know, that last caller made some good points. I mean, I think the Pelicans want payback for a couple years ago. But I just, I don't know, when the Warriors are clicking on all cylinders and playing the defense that they're playing now, I, I think they're going to be really hard to beat. Well, they're definitely going to be hard to beat. It's funny how you remember things differently. My remembering of the the shot with the fan putting up his finger was Cosell saying 
there's a fan who thinks his team is number one. <laughs> so I, it's funny how that's yeah. probably 40 years ago or 30 years ago. I, I may be wrong. I don't know. The party's over. <laughs> they say that all good things must end. Call it a night. The party's over. And tomorrow and next year starts the same old thing again. Yeah. Ah, the legendary Don Meredith, the former Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, that's real entertainment right there. Oh, the good yeah. old days. When Monday Night Football was absolutely king. He could go all the way. <laughs> oh, God, it was yeah. the best. Randy in Morgan Hill. Good evening, Randy. Nope. All right, let's go to Khaled and Clayton. What's going on, gentlemen? Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, we got you. Just landed coming back from Chattanooga, Tennessee. I got to watch the game on TNT Live on the plane. So uh, Nice. You know, what I got to say is this. You know, before we start panicking about those rolled ankles, they did look bad. They walked off. You know, Sean was able to hit his free throws. And, you know, KD walked off looking just fine. Uh, the David West rolled ankle the other night looked pretty horrific. Yeah, it he did. came in and played some pretty good minutes today. So, you know, not all rolled ankles are created equally. You know, so they've got a good uh, training staff over there, and they've got a couple of days before Sunday. So I'm feeling pretty good. If Coach felt, you know, okay with the rolled ankles, I think we're going to be all right going in with that. Now, the last caller, or the caller just before the last one, was talking about Warrior fans holding their horses. And then, you know, and I agree. I think Warriors fans got to kind of temper things. I think it's going to be a little bit of a tougher West this year than we had the run through last year, but you know, it's this Warrior team stepped it up. I mean, this San Antonio Spurs team, even without Kawhi Leonard, did own the best defense in the NBA. And without Steph Curry, they're out there, you know, taking down and mind you, we it's anybody who says otherwise is wrong. They're not the most formidable opponent, but they're a good team. Even without Kawhi Leonard out there, they're they're not as good as they used to be, but they're a well-coached team that's got some guys that can hit some clutch shots, and they've got a star in LaMarcus Aldridge that's been playing well. And the Warriors have been handling them without Steph Curry. So we have a lot to feel good about after this first round. We all said, let's see what the Warriors look like in that first round. And thus far... With an inferior opponent, they're doing exactly what they should be doing against an inferior opponent and slapping them around. And they've stepped up that defensive, you know, energy that we all wanted to see. So with the New Orleans Pelicans coming in, I can't wait to see it because it's going to be two styles of play, you know, that kind of don't really mesh with each other. And the Warriors barely lost that last game, 106-100. Without Steph, they didn't play any bigs. They didn't play anybody to even try to slow down Anthony Davis in that game. I think we all questioned it. Why did JaVale not play? Why did Saza not play? This is going to be a different look that these guys are going to be coming in, and I'm glad the Pelicans are going to be coming in with a lot of confidence. What do you guys think? Well, I think that it's going to be, assuming these two teams play Khaled, which you figure they're they're going to since both teams have a 3-0 lead. I mean, I do think that 
I think the Pelicans have a recipe to give the Warriors trouble. Uh, they've got a great big man in Anthony Davis. They've got guards who are playing fantastic right now, who also have a little bit of a defensive bent. That's why I think that after looking at it again and again, I think Portland would uh, is probably the opponent the Warriors ideally would like because it's a backcourt that's smallish, and it's a backcourt that the Warriors have um, as much trouble as Lillard and, and McCollum have given the Warriors. Curry and, and Clay have given those guys just as much trouble. So uh, you're not going to see them. No, you're not going to see them. But what you're <laughs> going to see is Drew Holiday, who's a very, very good defender, and Rondo, who's very engaged right now. He's a player who, when he's when he's invested, he can be pretty good and. They, they just have a nice mix of players right now. They can shoot the three a little bit, or they're shooting the three pretty well right now. They have confidence. Should be a good series. We'll see where Curry's at when it happens, too. Let's go to Larry in San Francisco. Good evening, Larry. How's it going? Great game tonight. Warriors, do what they have to do. With, like I've been trying to say, you guys, when I call in the daytime, when you talk to you guys in there, I say this a thousand times. I'll keep saying it to everybody gets it out there in, in our Warrior land. The Warriors play regular season with just a formality. There's something they have to go through to get to where they are now. And then everybody's worried about, oh, the Warriors going to. The Warriors ain't doing more than what they've been doing. They turned it. I'm not going to say they turned it on. They're just being the Warriors that we used to seeing when there's something to play for. Right now they have something to play for. Whether it be New Orleans or, or uh, the Sixers or whoever, the Warriors going to win it. And I just want to put that out there with that amount. All right. Hey, we appreciate the. Uh, there the is that belief that the, the the Larry O'Brien is already in their hands. But let's talk about it. Let's keep it. Let's put the right on the table. When this uh, playoff series started, and we found out the Warriors were playing a depleted San Antonio team, we said it's going to be easy. The Warriors lucked out. Well, guess what? The difficulty is going up, and if you get the chip or get to the finals, you got to earn it, and that's. What this team is facing if they close out San Antonio Sunday and the Pelicans do handle their business Saturday, it's a showdown without Steph Curry. How many games, we don't know. But again, I go back to that game on national TV Saturday night to where Anthony Davis and company did whatever they wanted offensively. We got a ball game. We got a ball game, and the Warriors are going to have to do what they can, scrap duct tape, glue, whatever it is, to get past the Pelicans because they are no joke. Remember how hot the Trailblazers were down the stretch? Man, what happened? Uh, New Orleans. Listen, it's not really that hard to figure out. The Portland guards have not played well. The reason they haven't played well is because they're defended. They have no other players who are consistent other than those two guys. So when those two guys don't make shots, they have virtually no chance. Zero. And then you throw in the fact that they're they're getting outplayed at the offensive end. I mean, Holiday's scoring, Rondo's assisting, and the Blazers have nobody who can defend Anthony Davis. Did you see this happening, Steiny? Are you shocked that the Pelicans are up 3-0? You know, it's funny. I'm not shocked right now after having seen how it happened. You know <laughs> what I mean? A, now now I'm looking at it row, saying yeah. I, I totally get it. I, I thought it would be a good series. I didn't think the Portland Trailblazers were going to sweep. Uh, but I probably, if I had a bet, I probably would have bet on the Blazers if, if I had to just because they had home court. It's impressive. 
It's really impressive. Let's go to Lionel in Fremont. You're on 95.7. Hello, gentlemen. Good evening. Loving the show already, like always. Loving this Warrior victory. Um, yeah, I mean, the Guru's point, we knew this was going to be a little bit easy here, and we got the Spurs and all that. I mean, we're anticipating a little bit something more difficult. Um, but it, it helped out into the Warriors' favor. And, you know, with all with everything that's going on, it's still not surprising that they probably will sleep on Sunday. I mean, but, you know, again, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Sanchez still will get one just to have it. But other than that, I, I want to touch a little more on the Pelicans. Now, Sonny, I'm kind of with you. It's not surprising. The thing that is surprising is basically them being up 3 I didn't think it was going to be that. I thought it was going to be more of a battle, that series, you know, the series, the, the Pelicans and the Blazers. Um, but I'm not... I'm not, Guru, Guru, I'm not as worried as what we've seen a couple Saturdays ago. Kerr has, you know, like, like for instance, game one, starting Iguodala at the point. No one, I mean, we all knew he was going to come with something, but no one could kind of basically guess that right off the bat. Like, oh, yeah, he's going to start, you know, Iguodala right off the point in game one. But no one guessed that, but he always pulls out something that we weren't thinking. And then when it happens, we're kind of like, oh, okay, I can see why he did that. But we don't see it until it does happen. He's like a mastermind at this whole chessboard, which is the, the, the off, as you would say, guru. He's like a whole mastermind at it. And, of course, you look at who he was coached by, you know, Jackson and, and, and Popovich. So it's not surprising. I think Kerr basically is going to use what happened a couple of Saturdays ago and totally come, at, come with something that the Pelicans didn't expect. Yes, I, I mean, I, I, it is going to be a grind. I think Pelicans and Warriors will go five or six. It won't go seven. I got the Warriors winning in five and six. Um, but not to get off topic, gentlemen, do you guys think Damian Lillard's wasting his time in Portland? I mean, just seeing what how this whole series played out, like, is he wasting his time up there? What do you guys think, honestly? Love the show, guys. Go Dubs. Yeah. Well, he, he's played terrible in this series. Damian Lillard has not played well in the series. Now, he could – I mean, he's a great player, and he carried him in the regular season. I think that's going to be the big question that the Blazers are going to be – Asking themselves all off season, what do they do with Lillard and McCollum, and do they try to keep them together and maybe get a, a supplemental type defensive player in the backcourt up there with them, or do they break it up? I'm not sure I know the answer. Yeah, Nurkic didn't have a big game today. He only had five points, and yeah, you start looking at this team and. That's where you really, as a general manager, yep. you have to figure out. Okay, this is the group we have. Is this what we is this gonna what is this going forward? And we talked about it tonight as we were sitting around watching this game and they're showing clips of Barkley and we're like, remember how great Barkley was? But there was a lot of Hall of Hall of Fame type players that didn't win because they played in that era with Michael Jordan. Yeah, and you talked about how hot Portland was. They earned that in the regular season and Dame was Dame Dollar was fabulous. But it brings me back to the days of Monte Ellis when he was apprehensive about playing with Steph Curry in the backcourt because he thought those two together were too small in the West. And I feel like Portland is that now, and any general manager worth his salt will look at this series if Portland can't come back or even get a game townie and say, you know what, we got too much of one thing. We're too one-dimensional. I could dangle either one of these guys, McCollum or Dame, and get something back that we need to fill another hole. And I think Portland's on on that track. Let's go to Aaron in Oakland. Good evening, Aaron. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I don't know if I was sleeping through the Pelicans on uh, national TV this year, but I had no idea this team was so good. I mean, 
I thought they were done after Cousins went down, to be honest with you. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned about him. I mean, I don't know who's checking Anthony Davis. Um, I guess it'd be Draymond, but, you know, you've seen Marcus Aldridge in this series at times uh, go off on the offensive glass a little bit. Um, so, to me, Anthony Davis just, you know, that's a bigger concern down there. you got active guards there that are energetic and playing defense. So, I, I'm not hitting the panic button by any means, but if Steph's not playing at the start of the series, you know, New Orleans goes in there and steals one at Oracle, you know, hey, it's a, it's a series at that point. So, wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. And uh, also with Portland, I just think that they got to get rid of McCollum or something after this year because, you know, they've been at it for a couple of years now with that backcourt, and it's not getting them anything. They haven't even made the conference final. So, uh, you know, you just got to rebuild at some point there. But I'll take the comments off the air. Well, as far as Portland goes, you know, they could trade one of those guys and get a bigger player, and then they're probably going to lose a lot of firepower out of the back backcourt. It's so funny because it's easy to... So McCollum and Lillard are the Blazers' two best players. Right? It's not even close. And not Nurkic. The, McCollum and Lillard are their two best players. So, yeah. It, it, it's... But are they the problem? Well, they're not really the problem because they're the two best players. The answer would be to get them some more good players around them. Mm. But I get the I get the the sentiment. You're not going to be able to get a good player unless you give up a good player if you're talking about acquiring him in a trade. Um but you know you you put Anthony Davis on the Portland Trailblazers with Lillard and McCollum and I'll bet they'd be a little bit better. You know what I mean? So yeah, if they want to break it up, they can break it up, but they could also go out and get a legitimate four man who can play, who can elevate the team like Lillard and McCollum can from the backcourt. Warriors with the win. They're up 3-0. Here's Kevin Durant after the game. Uh, I think we're in a solid, solid groove. Uh, you know, we're playing uh, different lineups, calling some uh, coach, doing some unique plays for us throughout this series, and uh, we're just trying to execute. How uh, I many points we had tonight? 1-13. One ten. One ten tonight. I mean, we had me assist. We had probably twenty five, twenty six. You know, you know. Thanks. Uh, yeah, uh, we lost a possession battle by five. I mean, we got to do a better job with that. I have four turnovers. Can't have that. So, uh, I, just, I think we're moving the ball well. I mean, they playing a lot of pressure defense and trapping the pick and rolls, and guys are you know trying to make plays. And we got good looks all night, so we can live with those. Is that kind of like a freak ankle roll at the end? How does it feel now? How does it compare maybe to your past ankles, Frank? Uh, it's cool. Uh, I'm good. Uh, I should have been playing around with the ball anyway, so I blame that on myself. So there you go. He says he's good. It's now time for the stop of the game, presented by Quick Stop. Quick Stop. Mar- excuse me. Presented by Quick Stop Markets. outside to Aldridge. Run off the line by Draymond. Hesitation. Dribble drive. Goes up. Blocked by Draymond from behind. Iguodala had it, but it hit the baseline. It's out of bounds. Once again, stop of the game presented by Quick Stop Markets. So the Warriors up 3-0. Once again, 127 teams have fallen behind 3-zip. Not one team has ever come back to win the series. They're 0 and 127, Guru. Yeah, and it's called the Association for a Reason. Uh, the reason the numbers What's are... What's the reason? 
Yeah, what is the reason? Yeah, what's the reason it's called the association? Because there's some badass ball players uh, on the hardwood, and when they're up 3-0, <laughs> there's a reason you're down 3-0 that you don't come back. I, this is over. It's done. <laughs> what, uh, that really doesn't make sense. Why is it called the association? Because there's some badasses on that hardwood. That's why that's it's called why, the association? Yeah, yep. Okay. And when you're down 3-0, those badasses don't let you come back. Around the association. Well, nobody's ever let a team come back from 3-0. Yeah, I, but I'm always actually, remember this. I'm actually surprised it's never happened. Somebody's going to do it. Oh, definitely. Win! Well, and, well I mean, hey, you know, unfortunately, what's going to have to happen is, I don't want to even say, like, it would be if uh, the Pelicans, if Anthony Davis gets hurt in Game 4. Then what? I could see Portland winning four in a row. Gotta remember, they've been playing baseball oh, you, a, long, yeah. a long, long time. Longer than basketball. Look how many years... Look how many years it took for then finally the Red Sox to do it to the Yankees. But the Red Sox had talent. They just weren't playing well. This San Antonio team is depleted. Oh, yeah, San Antonio's toast. They just... They can't put the ball in the basket. And, and the caller said, who do the Warriors have to check Anthony Davis? Fellas, can you give me that name? Because last time he came here, he had 34. Who, the who, do you, five, who does anybody have to check Kevin Durant? Well, they put a few people on KD. I'm not saying you can, but their whole starting five was in double digits, double figures. It's a game they really needed, uh, right? I mean, that's the thing. It's like trying to judge that regular, any kind of regular season game late when we saw what kind of autopilot the Warriors on, the Warriors were on versus what they are now. And they're clicking now, the yeah, Pelicans. no doubt. I mean, I don't know if Davis is going to average 50 against the Warriors or if he's going to average 15, but the Warriors have plenty of guys to throw on him. I mean, Durant's got to guard him some. Draymond Green's got to guard him some. Looney's going to guard him some, I would think. They might even put JaVale McGee on him for a little bit. He's as tall and as athletic. Von Looney's getting a lot of minutes. Yeah, he played great tonight, even though the box score numbers, they just don't jump out at you. But he's he's been great for him. I mean, I remember the night that uh, we were doing the show, Steiny, and the whole thing about his contract. And you think ever since then, what he has meant to this team, played 22 minutes, 28 seconds, playing some real meaningful minutes. Yeah, and I think they may regret not uh, picking up the option on his contract because it's going to be tough now to keep him. They did that in in part because uh, they had other players to pay, but I don't think Looney's going to be on the team next year. It's going to be really hard for Looney to be on the team next year. So he's going to get paid. Someone's going to pay him. I mean, I don't think he's going to get monster money, but he's going to get more than the Warriors want to pay him. And then he's going or to can probably, pay him. Yeah, and he's probably also going to get uh, an opportunity to play more somewhere else. How hard do you think it would be for the Warriors and Myers to find a Looney? Because it's not like you got to go find a Clay Thompson or Steph Curry. Don't you think there's a guy that they could find to replace Looney's production? If somehow he did leave this team, it's going to be tough to do. That's why they just get like paid the t- big bucks. That's why you can't get rid of Arlo either. Because Arlo is the security. It gives you that security at your home. You go to Arlo.com to check it out, or you can go to Best Buy right now. 1080p HD cameras are just, they're the best. Smart home security cameras, instant alerts to your smartphone. Steiny, it just may, it just gives you that peace of mind. Townie, all year long it's given me that. All year long. Right now, go on my iPhone, dial up the app, see what's going on out in front of my house. Peace of mind. 
Live more, worry less, Townie. Motion and sound detection. So if someone comes to your front door, boom, you'll immediately be a notif- immediately notified that someone is there. And then with the two-way talk, you can talk to somebody from your Arlo camera who's at your front door, have a conversation with them. Whether you're sitting on your couch or whether you're not at your house, that's the whole thing about Arlo. You need to go check it out. Arlo.com or go to Best Buy and you can put your hands on it and check it out. Warriors with the win, 110 to 97. They're up three zip in the series. You guys will be back tomorrow from 10 to noon. Coming up next, the Chris Townsend Show right here on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.